Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This episode of Misery Hunters is brought to you by Paisley Craft Beer Co., Paisley Craft Beer Co. is my venture and we hope to be launching a craft beer store in Paisley Town Centre this autumn. We currently have a crowdfunder going at the moment, but don't worry, there are awesome rewards for your money. There are voucher options where you can get a small bonus on what you put in, curated beer boxes with a Paisley Craft Beer Co. glass, and if you fancy it, you can get beer delivered to you every month for a year. The crowdfunder is running until the 7th of April and you can find it at crowdfunder.co.uk forward slash paisley hyphen craft hyphen beer hyphen co you can find the link in the podcast bio Hello you miserable bastards and welcome to the Misery Hunters podcast. My name is Jamie Coburn and joining me is Mark Jordan. Alright. And Sam Smith. Good evening. Uh, Craig and Ross are currently having a Monopoly night at uh, Michael Stewart's house, so I'm sure that sounds fun. <laughs> so it's now official, we, we didn't make top six, um, which is obviously disappointing and we'll go to our Hamilton expert, um, Mark Jarden. So, Mark, would you like to go through the yeah, game? Absolutely. Big fan of the town. Big fan of the people. <laughs> big fan of their manager, their squad of players, their general outlook. Just a great bunch of guys and absolutely deserving of their place in the top flight for the last 48 years. <laughs> it, oh, just so gutting mm. in the end. Um, just it sums up a lot of the last um, the last wee while. And I know that, that we've talked about it no end and we've, we've offered up a lot of excuses before about how thin the squad's been at times, and, and what's been a what's been a a far from ideal season in terms of you know restrictions from players for COVID and, and everything else. You, you sometimes forget just how many bumps there has been this year that we've we've coped with, and, and we've given everyone the benefit of the doubt. But um, the weekend was nothing other than a missed opportunity, mm-hmm. um, which which the the manager and the players are, are all going to have to take on the chin. I think. Um, I think uh, if if you're not going to do it against Hamilton and Motherwell and in County and whatever else, 
Um, uh, other times, if, you, if you're going to draw plenty of games where you know in any one of them a winner would have seen it over the line, then you leave yourself absolutely no no excuses with a a two week break mm-hmm. coming in to beat Hamilton, who continued to be complete dog shit. Um, yeah, again, and we've. We've just let it slip, unfortunately. We played some decent stuff at times. We looked as strong as we usually do for the majority of the game. Um, we harp on a lot on the, the podcast about um, the organisation and defence and you know, we're all pretty vocal defenders of, of Joe Shaughnessy and I, I don't think it was his fault for, for a second at the weekend, but we were watching back the, the what led up to the Hamilton equaliser and there's... There's no getting away from it. It's just awful organisation. Mm. Just, I guess, just tired heads. Um, but there's, there's no excuse. You've had two weeks to, to talk over and prepare yourself, and you're, you're paid to go out there for, for ninety five minutes or whatever it is. Not, not eighty five. So, it's just, just not good enough to have a team like Hamilton unpick us in the way that they did. And looking back at the goal, if, if Monroe didn't score, there's, there's another two or three Hamilton players who. Were more likely to get on the end of that than than any one of our defence was. So it's just a it's just a sore one. Not writing off the season. I'm still I'm still very happy with how the the season's gone overall. I think it's it's exceeded most of our expectations, our realistic expectations. Even if if we all were pretty optimistic, but the the harsh reality of it is that we were we were five minutes away from mm-hmm. from securing something which had a lot of potential, and instead because of a lack of concentration and an ability to to capitalise on a game which we've we've rightly we've rightly had the lion's share of possession and chances and we're now sitting at the highest position that we can possibly finish this year and, and you you honestly wouldn't bet against some of the other teams getting a bit of bit of momentum and, and our head's been down a wee bit, which is, is very, very unfortunate. It could all be so, so different with just a couple of very, very minor changes or um, you know, without a couple of lapses in concentration. So that is what it is. Uh, it's uh, <clears throat> it's frustrating for as much as obviously the two minute the wee moment of madness with the free kick kinda eventually was what killed it. We should have been out of sight by that point. Uh, I, you know, defend Obika quite a lot and he missed two absolute sitters on Saturday. And the one way he was one on one with the keeper was criminal. I don't know why he's not tried to fire it across him. He just kinda hit it straight up and gave Fulton every chance to save it. Fair enough, ended up hitting it well and it was a decent save, but you pick a side just scoring and then the one that ended up falling to me, I don't know, it just looked as if he's kind of passed it straight back to him. I just got days, just lift it over him, what they keep him. It's kind of unforgivable. And I, I, love, I really, really like Obi King. He's a great player. I think we're a better team with him when he's in, but there's kind of no excuses for some of the chances that we missed at the weekend. And we're just going to need to look back at it at the end of the season as a game that we should have won. And we were. No, he's Mark said minutes away for a bit of history for us, but that wasn't to be. I think when you um, you take a step backwards and you look at how the season is overall, you've got to see the massive improvement we've had. Like um, we're not re- like down the bottom fighting relegation, and that is a, a massive positive. But you're you're still just super disappointed because that is an absolute massive opportunity we've missed on. Mm. It was in our hands. We were playing a team who are not great, and it's not even that. We had so many games in hand where we played other teams that we should that were there for the taking, and we just didn't take our chances. Mm. Um, this game wasn't lost. Our top six was not lost solely on this match. It was it was a collective of the past 
like basically the last month um that long like all those fixtures where we didn't pick up anything at all basically what it's been our problem the whole season is a lack of what's up front like we had a small spell where we started scoring some goals and that's when mainly Christian Dennis was in the team and then as soon as he's had that injury and he's been taken out of it we've just got nothing up front and like as much as I love Abika for what he's done I can't see him getting a contract extension out of next season I imagine that like that's long gone and he'll be told look thanks for your time here but it's time to move on and he'll probably end up back down south and um and if we have some sort of clause in Erwin's contract where we can get him to fuck as well, that'd be glorious. Um, obviously, Corner or Quainer or whatever, he is, um, I believe he's, don't know if he's picked up another injury or it's just, I don't know why he wasn't in the squad. Not playing him because he's an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> anti-vaxxer and um, he, was, he was the one, our first player never not to take a knee as well. So. Fucking nuttery a guy, to be honest. <laughs> Um, he like he'll obviously be off ski, so it's going to free up some space. Like next season, we'll have hopefully Christian Dennis's injury. We can get his injury problems behind him because there is a great player there. We've seen that. It'd be great to get him fully fit and get a, get a decent run in this, the team. And obviously, with Brophy coming back next season, that's good. But now it's just to try and when you're looking at this season, we've just got to try and finish as high up as possible. Um, how we make that happen I don't know maybe we start bringing in some of the younger players like I'd, Dylan Reed obviously got a new contract and we were obviously told that he was going to go straight into the squad when um, he became of age like he got his his debut against Rangers and I generally was expecting him two weeks off that he might have got a start in this match but he didn't even come off the bench it probably wasn't the, the match for it I think there's lots of high hopes but there's such a difference between sending him out for a bit of a procession run out at the end of a, a 3-0 mm. bumping and sticking them in there with the amount of the amount of the expectation that would have been on all the players on on Saturday will have been will have been huge. Like I don't think it was a secret to to any of them um how much it would have meant to, to see over the line and, and there was definite pressure there and I suppose there's the answer about the um, kind of cliche about someone being a bit younger and, and that kind of naivety working in your advantage, but probably just wasn't quite the wasn't quite there. We don't know enough about him to put him in his second or third choice. Sure. Yeah, I, I don't think. Um, on, on the striker point that you were saying there, Jamie, I, I wouldn't mind keeping Abika. I, I suppose it, it depends what he's being paid. If he's a, I think Brophy's definitely going to be our top paid striker now, based on on what was being said at the time, but. If um, if Abika's not one of the top paid players in the squad or, or not a million miles off, I think he's a good option. I think you've got Brophy and Dennis to fight it out for, you know, the, the kind of diminutive, happy to take a shot type type striker. Um bit more pace about them, bit more physicality about them without having to be a target man. They they can fight it out for that slot most weeks. I think if you get a Bika and then hopefully one more option that isn't Lee Irwin to to be there as the kind of larger, more physical option in support of that, then I think that's a pretty healthy balance. I, I would rather we had a beaker than didn't have him, but I would also rather he wasn't who we relied on for goals because it's it's shown that it's just not going to work, unfortunately. He's just not consistent enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for all, and I, I don't disagree with it, for all the, the talk that Erwin had a you know a positive performance again and was putting himself about and was linking up and, and all that stuff, doesn't really matter. We, we scored one goal against Hamilton. It was a penalty. Like you need, you need more. If if that's what he's doing well, then you need him to be doing something else. You need him to be 
around the box. If he's not getting crosses in to put away, then he needs to be forcing that kind of chance for a or in order to justify that position in the team. And he's he's not. And I think we were we we're on a bit of a hiding to nothing with Erwin and Abika on on Saturday, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, the way missed, it is. Erwin missed a sitter in the first half as well. The yeah. volley across the across the, the I don't know what he's good at and uh, hopefully as you say Jamie we've got a cause to get him to fuck because I, I really don't see a team looking at him for this season kind of taking them on I, don't, I think there's championship teams that have got better strikers than Erwin so Danny I think it's going to be a real struggle to try and get rid of him Danny Mullen probably is better than Lee Erwin <laughs> that, to be fair I've always been on the side of yeah we don't really need Danny Mullen and um, however, if the choice was given to me of Danny Mullen or Lee Irwin, <laughs> snap your hand <laughs> off it, but Danny Mullen. Um, I'd take Tam Mullen, who are still game, <laughs> than Lee Irwin. So we, we probably should talk, talk about uh, some of the talking points in the match itself. Um, first one really to talk about is the penalty for me, Stonewaller. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I had the the honour of listening to the Aki's coverage for the first the first be well and the shite they were talking about that at the time about how because he's got the shot away then you know anything that happens at the same time or after that doesn't matter because he's had the advantage of getting the shot away anyway despite the fact it just gets on the end of a shot and gets absolutely buried in the six yard box yeah um just utter nonsense it's a hundred percent a penalty every day of the week we've had a lot of soft penalties yeah. and we've had a lot of gamesmanship to win penalties over the last few months. <laughs> that is not one of them. That is someone being buried in the penalty box. I agree. I totally it's, agree. It was definitely. And then Jamie McGrath steps up for his seventh seventh penalty that he's scored this season. Uh, he's, he's probably he's up there with Kenny McLean for the best penalty taker we've had at the club. Mm-hmm. It's used to penalties for a few years where you were just kind of feared for somebody to hit them. You never really were ever convinced it was going to be a goal but it's just so much better having something in the team who you know when you get a penalty you know every time he's going to put the ball in the net keepers don't even go the right way he's he's just something he's really really good at as well as being a good football player and it's a bonus if you've got a guy who can stick the ball away when you're getting chances at that but that that is the only other telling thing that he is a top goal scorer of this season with is it 10 goals he scored and 7 of them have been penalties uh, it's yeah, tells a story, mm-hmm. and it kind of tells you a story from like the the games that we have picked up points in, where we've been lucky with a, a last minute penalty or a penalty here and there, where you've just went oh, probably wasn't a penalty, but we've we've got it kind of thing, um, which obviously just alludes back to like our, our troubles that we have up front, um, and we talking about those troubles, we we saw Bika missing some some clear cut chances as well as Erwin. We've already kind of touched on the Erwin chance. That um, one where he was through on goal, yeah, should have done better. Um, Fulton's made a good save, but as you said, Sam, you put it either side of him and it's a goal. And then there's that one where it kind of falls to him. Uh, I don't know if he thought he had a lot less time than he had, but he just tries to take a, a quick shot because obviously the keeper's off his line, but there's absolutely no power or height to it. He's hit it straight at the keeper's hands. Like so That's what's so frustrating about Obika is sometimes under pressure, he can turn a moment of magic, but just at that moment there, which we see sometimes far too often where he just doesn't do it. I think like, it'll be because he's best when he doesn't have time to think. Like if the ball yeah. comes in and it's smashed right in at him in the box, you know, I'd probably I'd, I, I think he's much better when he doesn't have time to actually think about what he needs to do. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You see me a lot of the goals he scored like over his time as most of them had like, instinctive first time finishes, but never you kinda of, only a few goals, but I think the only one that really sticks in my head, the one that he's actually took his time in place was a goal he scored against Livingston, the game we lost last season. And he ran through and he had enough time to put it under the keeper, but it's just uh the two misses were criminal to be honest, but it's not really all on him, so it's a guy that's ran fifty yards and pegged a Hearts defender and put one in like in the most important match we've had for Aye. for years. It's a guy that scored an overhead kick and I honestly would not put a pound on him to score a one to one most uh, most weekends. It's just it's what it is. And I'm I'm similar to yourself. I, I, I said it before. I'm I'm a fan of Abika generally. I, I'm much happier having him around the the squad and having him as an option because I think he digs us out of of a lot of things when he doesn't have to think about it. And he's he can be lethal at times, but. He's, he's not reliable and I think in a very very solid consistent Simon team that we've mostly built this season and what hopefully we're looking at next year mm-hmm. you can't have Obika up front for 30 games and expect that kind of top six return out of him if that's what we're, we're aiming at again it's, he's just not that guy Do you think there's anybody floating about um, the SPFL leagues whatever the now that you would bring in to replace him at all? Yeah Scott Robinson's leaving Levy, isn't he? Or is he not signing uh, a contract? Uh, he's, he's going because he was unhappy about being subbed. Tough him on a heartbeat. To be fair, I, would, I know people would pick up on that one point there and they'll be like, oh, we don't need someone like that in the dressing room, but pff, do it to Goodwin. Absolutely no chance that would happen. We've seen Goodwin yeah. do... Like, the, there's reasons why like certain players have not, not, in, the, not in the team as they are because Goodwin doesn't take any shit. Yeah. Um, that's why Pepescu never came back. Yeah. That's why, um, like, we didn't see Dermis for a wee bit. Like, um, he, he definitely gets the right attitude into the players, and I have no. Yeah, I'm, I'm not um, commenting on anyone else's character, but Brophy's playing for us because he fell out with with the, the managing management and coaching staff at Kelly Tate's with us because he fell out with Motherwell over his contract and refused to sign. Fraser said he had to move back <laughs> to the central belt from playing up at County. Like, I, again, it's one of those things where. I would trust 100% Jim to get in a room with someone like that and have a chat with him and if he feels like it's mm-hmm. the right thing and there's more pros than cons then then I would you know, I would, I would back that I, I don't really have any any issue I think there's loads of examples we've had of guys that have had stinking attitudes and have then gone on to play well for other teams it's just sometimes it's just about finding the, yeah. the spot that, that suits you mm-hmm. and then obviously we'll talk about the, the, the biggest point um, or the biggest talking point is the free kick for me, I don't. I think it's extreme. It is extremely soft. I won't say, yeah. is that, like the way Goodwin said that basically that cost is top six. There's a lot more factors to it, but I, I, I've seen it a few times. I just don't think it's a free kick. Nah, there's fucking no way on earth that's a free kick. You know, Moyo's backed in. It's, it's Shaughnessy's competing for the ball. Mm-hmm. There's only one guy competing for the ball in that. That's it's Shaughnessy. You know, Moyo's planted his feet in the deck and pushed his arse into Shaughnessy. It's, Kind of Moyle's not really playing for the ball at all. And I, don't, I really don't know if that's a foul. I don't know what Joe's meant to do. I think it's basically like saying as if Joe's just to stand there and kind of let Moyle chest the ball, take it down. Then, yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't really agree with Gooden saying that's what cost us top six because, as you said, there's other stuff playing out there, but technically in the end it did. So he's probably right to feel aggrieved at the time. He gets sent off as well, which I only found out today. So. I, I didn't know that. Ah, you got a second goal. 
because he was Good. complaining about it afterwards. <laughs> uh, but then the we were kind of talking about it before we came on uh, the podcast. Um, the organisation for the the free kick it took us a few watches <laughs> and, a, and a few freeze frames to um, try and get the biggest picture out of it. Like it was, I, I don't understand who set up that defence. <laughs> You do see Tate shouting at a couple of players for them to come back before the free kick's taken. Um, nearly out, like, there's a four four defenders to six Hamilton strikers, or stri- Hamilton, six Hamilton players. Um, yeah. And I'm pretty sure all four defenders lose their man. Yeah, it just doesn't look like they, they know what they're doing, or they there's, there's maybe someone missing out of that group or that line, and it's just thrown them on because they're not sure who they're supposed to be covering for. Hamilton, to their credit, they, you know the movement's good. They 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 send they send two guys the wrong way. Um, I think uh, I think it's Fraser does a bit of a spin on the edge of the box and follows the wrong man. I would assume, which leaves three on two at the back with um, with McCarthy and Shaughnessy and, and again Monroe and, and I can't remember who else is. And the Aki's team just seem to ghost in between the two of them. And by the time the ball gets there, um, McCarthy's yards off. Um, Whichever man it is, he's supposed to be marking. He's behind them both, and um, Fraser's absolutely nowhere. And Shaughnessy is just behind. I, I don't know if it's if it's Moyo um, that's in the box at that point. Shaughnessy's wrong side of him, but the ball's well over his head. But he's then caught halfway between where the ball was and where it's going. Um, but I would I would not have Shaughnessy as the one that's made the the biggest error there. It's it's it's, it's harsh if there's a lot of dis um, organisation there, but. McCarthy's your centre half. He's going to be picking up, if not the most important player in the box, then the second or third most important player in the box, and he's he's well off it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And it's it's probably the easiest the easiest goal Hamilton have scored all season. I think it's just it's just a lapse in concentration. There's no way we are set up to mm-hmm. to uh, try and cope with something like that. We're most of the time a very well organised team. I've, I've heard from from numerous people and we all have about how meticulous Goodwin is particularly with set pieces um, I think the the use of like video and stuff at the club is very um, very forward thinking they, they analyse a lot there's a lot of time dedicated particularly when you've got a big gap before games and we've played Hamilton so often there's no way that they, they don't know what Hamilton tend to do when they're set up I just think it's 85 minutes 86 minutes whatever it was reeling from a very soft free kick and the fact that things are a bit tense and they've they've just had that slip that that lets it happen. It's it's inexcusable, but you can you can see why it's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a bit in the balls, but yeah, it's the most simple thing to happen. That's yeah. essentially it. Oh, it was always going to happen. Was... As soon as the St Johnston goal came through, mm-hmm. that was the moment. I, I had my you know I was I was nervous, and I, I was saying to my to my girlfriend at the time like we were winning, and I'd explained what winning meant. And I was sitting there with my face absolutely tripping me with ten minutes to go, and she couldn't understand what it was. And I was like, "There's probably no worse position we could be in than mm-hmm. only needing one St Johnston goal and only needing one Hamilton goal to to ruin it." And the St Johnston goal came in, and I was I was I was close at that point to just switching the <laughs> the switching the laptop off because you just knew something was something was coming. Mm-hmm. How do you think finishing in the bottom six? So it depends what position we finish. Obviously, the aim is seventh. That's where the biggest prize money we can now achieve get. How do you think that could affect sort of contract renewals going forward? Because we're obviously at, we're apparently in talks with uh, McGrath again. I know he's still got another season under his belt, but I think it's just extending that. 
Um, Marcus Fraser's contract's up at the end of the season. I think there's talks over that as well being extended. Does does that affect it? Should it relate? Like, the difference in prize money isn't that much. It's kind of there's hard, I don't know if there's maybe like maybe fifty grand or something between it. Mm-hmm. But if you finish seventh, then is it really that big a deal with the players? I think it meant more that the fans and the people at the club. I don't it really makes a difference to the players when they join, to be honest. I think obviously the player, the Brophy and that have maybe joined and maybe it wasn't really guaranteed, you know, he signed that contract and we were struggling and we're pretty shite. You know, obviously I think Goodwin said they first approached him in December and we had fucking 12 points. So, mm. the shit, yeah. uh, I, I think, I don't know if maybe the con, if they aim competing for the top six again next year, you know, maybe be a bit more incentive, but again, it could swing the other way and people are kind of like, uh, well, these are just in the bottom half again. It's not really anything special to join. But, you know, we, we could easily finish seventh with a much higher points tally than the team that's sitting in even fifth. So it just depends how it goes. I'm not too sure how a football player thinks about stuff like that. Yeah. I don't think sixth and seventh is necessarily the the gutter. I think it's... You get into sixth and we're sitting... We would have been sitting, what, two points behind Livy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yet fifth isn't unrealistic and that, that's not me being entitled or demanding at all you're, you're two points behind a team who've really dropped off and who we've shown we can beat um, before you're sitting just off them fifth potentially as a European place mm-hmm. and if you're in the top six then you're, you're you're definitely getting one of Rangers and Celtic at home again I assume which is a boost for, for streams and, and whatnot so that there, there probably was you know, if, if, if it might only be fifty grand for the league placing, but you're probably the same again, um, potentially on top of that, just from who you're playing, and then because now we've got games against Hamilton and County and mm-hmm. and whatever, where you know no one's going to bother their arse um, watching as no like paying twelve quid as an away fan to watch that. Yeah. If you're not going to pay ten pound to watch it on your own mm-hmm. TV channel, you're not going to pay us. So I think that there probably is a a kind of you know, hidden revenue that we're not going to see. But again, I don't think it's going to be the difference between being able to keep players that we want to keep on better terms and stuff. I think that's probably secured by the fact we're not looking at 11th place, really. And that would maybe be the only danger to to that. It maybe means that some stuff that we never know the club was ever looking at as an option is now slightly out of our reach in terms of players that they might have tried to sign if, yeah. if it come off. But I guess we'll, we'll never know what the, what the contingency was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen a lot of people saying it's like oh we've lost it in money but kind of can't really lose it and what you've not have you know the board yeah. and the kibble etc are smart that it, they'll know what to do I think they've I don't think they will ever have completely banked on us making top six you know they're no stupid you know we've not been ran in debt for years so I don't think we'd have been necessarily expecting and awaiting money coming in for a place and that we kind of really weren't guaranteed to get you know even be competing for six for where we were in December time was you know it's brilliant for Goodwin mm-hmm. and they've obviously kind of even at the time when Goodwin signed his contract there wasn't a really set in stone that we were going to finish six so they've backed them for next year hopefully we you know I think they, they said the cup run brought us in was at 100 grand mm, yeah so that should maybe kind of Covered what we never made for finishing six, hopefully. But I think it should make too much of a difference to the budget next year, anyway. Mm-hmm. And um, well, <laughs> looking at the next match, it's Hamilton again in the cup. Um, Good. We usually pump them. 
Do you know, that would just be it. We'd go out and destroy them in the cup or something. I'd take getting beat in the cup off of them if it meant that we could fucking relegate them. Mm. I'd love to be the team that just... I know we said we were only going to say it, but I'm fucking cool. You can record me and clip this. We fucking... If we relegate Hamilton Mackey's... I, I honestly think that's better than winning the Scottish Cup. So... <laughs> Jesus. Perhaps that means can, that much to me. We can forget the Tony Says Top 6 t-shirts and bring oh. out a Stamp the Cockroach t-shirt if we finally <laughs> send him one. It's kind of draw could have been a lot easier. You could have got a World League team, but you know, Hamilton are beatable. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not anything special. So, uh, no one has will go out and win 2 or 3 now. I can't have Hamilton over a shot. Aye. Uh, we'll draw a championship team in the next round and then lose one now. Lee Aaron will have the game of his life. Yes. I genuinely bought into the Cody Cook hype about Lee Aaron, man. <laughs> about how this is the one where he shows up out of nowhere and gets a hat trick or something that I thought it was going to happen. No, Cody Cook's better than Lee Aaron, and that's saying something because Cody I, Cook I, was pretty shit. See, <laughs> see, the thing about Cody Cook was he gave 100% all the time. And if you gave me the option of Cody Cook or Lee Aaron, I'd happily have Cody Cook still here. <sighs> And yeah, there's a lot of guys I'd rather have. I'd probably rather have Darren Jackson at the club than fucking Lee Irwin. So Lee Irwin's up there with some of the worst people that have ever lived in the world, including <laughs> Toby for the office. It's, it's how I feel about <laughs> Reference I don't get to watch the office, but um, we'll, we'll, we'll stop talking about the football and we'll pass over to the game's master, Mark himself. I do need to just mention that Alan Stubbs goaded us at Munson into having a wank after the game as well. <laughs> Forgot about we can't, that, yes. can't talk about the match analysis and not mention that Alan Stubbs saved the receipts for two full days to come back and tell us a Simon fan to enjoy his wank. Absolutely incredible scenes. Fucking Three bottles of red deep in his living room on a Saturday evening. Raging between Simon fans. Shows that he's never going to get a job again, though. I did see someone put, yeah. like, um, Chris Bailey put up a poll about who's the biggest wanker between him and Alex Ray and Alan, Alan Stubbs actually beat Alex Ray shockingly it's the first thing Alan Stubbs, Stubbs has won <laughs> since the Scottish Cup in 2016 it's the only thing he'll ever fucking win but um, Mark, yes sorry the, the games master now taking centre <laughs> stage with a slight tweak to the game which is why I, I disappeared there for a second to try and remember the, <laughs> remember the rules so I don't know if we're still calling it do lines with Mark or whatever it was. Yeah, but it's time to do the, lines with Mark. <laughs> lines time. Patsy cleanups. Um <laughs> <laughs> So this time it's Renfrewshire Cups. Someone against Morton. Start of season. Um this time I'm gonna give you a bit more of a, a safety net. Anyone? So you've each get you've each get three lives shamelessly ripped off from the Terrace podcast. Uh-uh. And it's whoever's got the most lives or is still standing by the time you get to the eleventh player that gets the that gets the point. No more, no more uh, Craig Sampson's and outs or anything like that. No more Hugh Murray's and outs. I need, I need this safety net because otherwise I don't think I'd be doing much. <laughs> so we'll, um, we'll start with uh, the 26th of July 2003. St Mirren now, Morton won with uh, an OG by a St Mirren player as the, the deciding goal. But I will not name that player until the end of the, <laughs> until the end of the the, the first question so Jamie you can kick it off 2003 who is your first game 2003 start of the 2003 season oh shit um, Hugh Murray 
Wrong. So that's your, your first lifestyle. Um, in fact, there's only uh, there's only ten players to go through here because I've just realised there was a trialist, <laughs> and I'm not going. to In fact, there was two trialists, so it's out of nine. <laughs> Can I say trialist? No, not now that I've said that. No. I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I've rained on that straight away. So, right. Jamie, you are down to two lives already. Uh, was it goalie Craig Hinchcliffe? Correct. That's a good shout. Um, 2003. This is round about the peak time I would have went to nearly every match that season as well. Yeah. It was only was 18 four. years ago, come on. <laughs> so that, that was 12. Um, Sam, were you even born? That was four. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Hinchcliffe would have been goals... John Sutton is that too early for him it's too early for Sutton oh, he's not there so that's two lives down There's some big names here Baron Jamie you keep going <laughs> let Jamie keep doing it <laughs> I don't know anything <laughs> I'm afraid that's not an option uh, <sighs> 2003 This is really hard. <laughs> yep. Very, very, very hard. And also, see people that have told me about how bad I am during this game. Honestly, put yourself in this position. You do not realise how everybody just comes out, just leaves your head. Terrifying. Until the, until the red light's blinking and yeah, the pressure's on. Uh, right, Alex Buck. That's too early. Yeah, it's way too nah. early. Nah, he's way too fucking early. It was like five nice. years too early. This is the one life one. I think. Oh, fuck. Why'd I say that? I know somebody now. Simon Lappin. Was on the bench. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> So that's three lives gone in four all, 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 wait, all I'm saying is if we are truly ripping off the terrace, if the player was on the bench, you don't get any points to it, but you still got to keep your life. Just saying. Aye, I'd go with that then. That's fine. I, I mean, I will follow you guys here. I'm not rolling with an iron fist like Jamie does over there. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast I'll, I'll let that go but right, I think uh, what the listeners probably want this single round of this game to go on for another couple of minutes so. <laughs> give the people what they want <laughs> yeah right uh, Alan Russell that's another life gone fuck off so Sam you've got one life left Jamie you've got one life left right <sighs> Kevin McGowan correct fucking yes about <laughs> 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 time <laughs> Shite. Also, can I just put a disclaimer in that uh, if uh, if Alan Russell was a, a trialist in this match, <laughs> then he, might have, he might have been there. But it says trialist, and I'm going with that. So. Oh, there's some big names in here. Don't know what I was doing when I was four. Really, I don't know. I guess it was through the phase when I was like half didn't really like football. And your ABCs and your one, two, threes, and all that shit. When you could have been <sighs> studying summer lineups, fucking should have been now because I would have come back and helped me at some point. <sighs> this is terrible. Yeah, this feels terrible for any of the listeners. That <sighs> let me dive point. in. This is a fucking low point. Ah, uh, 
Now that I've said mine and got it right, I actually think I've got about three players in my head that were round up probably playing in those same teams. Hugh Murray's usually my bet when it goes for in between before 2005 after that, but it's already been fucking taken, so. And it was already uh, wrong. I didn't play for us. I was, and I, I'll just go for it because I'm going to lose anyway. Andy Mellon. No. No. Ah. So I got a point? Yeah. Did there, Jamie gets the first is point? Is there any overlaps of this lineup to any of the other lineups? Because I think I can have, can have a couple of guesses. Uh, give, uh, give me two seconds and I'll just. Uh, I'll just quickly check that. Uh, no, 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 I don't think so. A, a, a tiny bit, but nothing. Was Mark, nothing major. Mark Riley playing? No. All right, never mind then. My other so one would have been Ian Maxwell, but the full team that day was Craig Hinchcliffe, David Van Zanten, which must have been not that long after he that must have been when he signed, I think. Yeah, Laurie Ellis, mm. Kevin McGowan, Gus McPherson, Mark Mark Crilly, Ricky Gillis. A trialist, Barry Levetti, who scored the winner for Morton as a own goal. Barry Levetti was uh, still playing in 2003. Jesus. Yeah, and uh, shortly before he spell at Bath University, I think. And uh, Brian McGinty, and another trialist. God, Ross would have Brian McGinty. Yeah, Ross would have cleaned up there. <laughs> That's, hopefully, hopefully there's not that much longer to go in the Monopoly game and he can join us for the last couple. <laughs> I've heard um, Stuart's, uh, Michael Stewart's uh, Monopoly games are... Awful, awful, awful long. Yeah, they're, they're quite slow. He always waits until he sees all the evidence before he makes any moves yeah, that, that's... around the board. Can can add a couple of extra hours to the game. Um, okay, round two, 28th of July, 2009. So, right. Sam, you'd have, you'd have just been coming up to the big school at this point. You might more of a chance of remembering more here. Um, I, had, I should. Sitman two, Morton one. And Sam, you've got the first guess. Was this the... No, this wouldn't have been the, the last one, the last time we played in the Renfrewshire Cup, was it? No, the last time we no. played in the Renfrewshire Cup was that year the David Cornell started fucking throwing the ball in the net, but... That might be in a future lineup. but thanks for that. Uh, anyway, uh, 2009, on you go. Right, it's not. 2009. Uh, oh, I'm trying, was that... See, the goalies are always the safe bet, because... Hey, I'll go and find okay, John Potter. Correct. Aye. Right, David Van Zanten. No. Oh, for fuck's sake. Lost the list. <laughs> hey. Andy Dorman. Correct. Scorer of both St. One goals that day. Mm. Stephen Thompson without a P. Correct. <sighs> on the bench so under the Jamie rule you don't lose a life there thanks Jamie <laughs> no I want that rule changed now no I'm joking <laughs> but is the rule that you don't lose a life but you have to name another player that maybe makes uh, oh, yeah, that would sense make sense. otherwise there's an advantage Aye. Aye. that's fine uh, Dargo on the bench okay. <laughs> you're running out of players on the bench uh, Higdon <laughs> Higdon started, correct. You didn't see a goalkeeper, did you? No. Nope. Mark Howard. No. <sighs> was that you down to one, Jim? That's me down to one life, yeah. The goalkeeper that day was Paul Gallagher, wasn't it? Correct. 
2011. Oh, this is a risk. It's as soon as you get the kits yeah. in your head, that's when... It's the problem is, because you've said Dargo and stuff, and they were on, like, I remember <clears throat> who we all signed on the same day, and I've... <laughs> It was Mark Howard, Craig Dargo, and the player I might say, but I don't know if I should. <laughs> um, I think you should. Oh, does that mean it's wrong? Uh, I'll just go with Gary Mason. No. Oh, for fuck's sake. So, one each then. <laughs> so that's so that's one each. Um, you, you missed out the greatest left back in the club's history. Mo Kamara. Mo Mo Super Mo. One man went to Mo. So the full lineup was Paul Gallagher, Jack Ross, Mo Kamara, Stephen McGinn, John Potter, Lee Mayer, Andy Dorman, Stephen Thompson without a P, Dennis Wyness is who I thought you were going to say. Oh, no. um, instead that. of uh, Mason Higdon and Stevie Robb. Stevie Robb. Mo Kamara didn't stay that long after that though, did he? No, I don't think so. I think he was just there for the, the bones of that year, wasn't he? Because mm-hmm. uh, he was... Wow. Alan McManus played at the back for Morton that day. Mm. You go that's exciting. 19th of July 2014 oh. for the next round. St Martin 1, Morton now. 2,800 people at Capolo. A true, a true victory for football that day. And again, there was a, there was one trialist on the field. They've given you the name here, but Short of, of some super fans on Twitter, I don't think there's anyone that's ever going to name that trialist. So um, I, I won't include it for the purposes of, of this. So, I Jamie, hate, it's back to you first. I hate going first because unlucky. I, I can't remember. Like, I can't remember who the goalkeeper is. I know, like, Samson's probably Ofsky by now, but I couldn't remember. And then there's Cornell, but then who was after that? I don't know. This is a Tommy Craig, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but um, having already said that, I'll just remind you that it's not David Cornell. So the other option <coughs> is me. Christoph Dio? Or Dio? No. No? No. Who the no. Oh, fuck, I just remembered. <laughs> uh, Jason Naismith. Correct. He scored, didn't he? Yeah, he scored the winner. Aye. Sean Kelly. No. No, you're not on the bench? No. Not even on the bench. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> oh, <I get> one <laughs> neither was uh, <laughs> Neither was Gilo. Cheesy. Yes. Started. Marion Kello. Correct. He stays in the game. Goody. No. Gary fuck. Teal. Correct. So, yeah, there is an obvious one, but I don't know if it was injured or not. Yeah, that's what I'm sitting thinking as well. Then it's just a case of who says it. Mm-hmm. Uh, go with Safer Bet Greg Wilde. Correct. I love the world in which Greg Wilde's a Safer Bet. <laughs> John McGinn. Correct. It's also, uh, it's also, I think, Greg Wilde's 30th today, so happy birthday, Greg, if you listen. Uh, happy birthday, still, Greg, give me fud. Only thing I still remember him ever doing in that one shirt was arguing with someone in the main stand. Or getting upset because one of the other players set up that Grog Woldy Twitter account. 
Lord of the memes of him moron but anyway enjoy uh, the birthday gig Thomas Riley oh. was on the bench how many lives have I got left two two go for two. it how many have you got Jamie one Tomo wrong yes that's because that's what I was sitting there going I don't know if you played or not yeah. sudden death Kenny McLean correct fuck So, so far, I'm trying to think, just to work it out with myself, we've got Kello, Cheesy, mm-hmm. Naismith and Kelly. Mm-hmm. No, Ke- no, Kelly, Kelly was a wrong guess. He wasn't there. The players who have had guessed correctly so far are Kello, Naismith, Cheesy, Wild, Kenny McLean, Gary, Teal. <laughs> and I think there was one more, but I don't want to say it now in case someone didn't say it. Mm. Well, I think they did. Thompson Callum, didn't play, Dillo didn't play. Callum Ball. No. Bastard. I cannot believe James won that. Yeah! <laughs> James Marwood fucking played or something like that. There was a couple of a couple of tough ones on there, so Mo Yakub at left uh, back, probably on. Correct. Uh, <laughs> an Ellis plumber next to him. <laughs> no, he didn't make the grade. We had a trialist at centre half. Nayech Mevlier. Apparently, Adam Drury play. No, it was a uh, Kelo, Jason Naismith, Mo Jacob, Cheesy, Nayich, Mevlia, Greg Wild, John McGinn, Kenny McLean, Gary Teal, James Marwood, and Ross Caldwell. Ross Caldwell, Jesus Christ! And you were getting nothing at the bench either because it was Adam Brown, <coughs> Mark Williams, Thomas Riley, Declan Hughes, and Mark Bridges. Mark Bridges. So I'm hard I usually remember. Obscure shite like Mo Jacob. <laughs> you, you remembered it right after you'd lost. <laughs> Can't believe it. Can There's I... another two here if you want to do best of five. Did I risk it? I mean, we're still, you take the we're victory st- and run hard, do you? We're still okay on time for the podcast. Like we're not near an hour or a spot, so why not? Let's, let's... I, I won't, don't want this to affect your decision, Jamie. But there's one in here which I think's kind of fairly even to both of you. And based on prior evidence, there's one in here that Sam's got absolutely fucking no chance on. All right, if we, if we go with that one first, then I let's go. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to take that, seeing as you're the overlord of the podcast and all that. Um, and we can sort out for, for my, my cut later on. Um, 22nd of July, 2000. Right. Oh, fuck. Well, at least Sam was, na- Sam was in nappies at this point, I guess. Uh, ah, someone Martin won the scorer for Martin that day, Jose Katongo. Right, I go Martin first. Was Jose Katongo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll oh. go first, then. Yep, yep, yep Sam, you're first. Uh, Ludo. Correct. Tommy Turner. Correct. Mark Yardley. Correct. Hugh Murray. Correct. Fuck. That's it. That's come to the end of the Hall of Fame. That's the random that part. Uh, really talking chat manager two, chat manager three at this point. If you if you weren't around to play them, then you might struggle. Uh, can't remember if it was there or not at this point. And Ross will probably get angry, but Barry Levetti. 
No, he didn't. Didn't play, unfortunately. Barry McLaughlin. Correct. Took a break from working at RBS to show up that day. <laughs> Junior Mendes, did somebody say that? No, and no. He went to them for yeah, he was away that season, wasn't he? Oh, so it was. See, now I'm, 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 see, I've got three lights, I'm going to take a, a slight risk here. Because I know for a fact we might have played a younger player at the time. And hopefully he's on the bench, if he's not on it at all. Um, Ra- Ryan Robinson. No. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, Nori McWhorter. No. I knew he chucked it round about that time, though, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. Let's see. Bastard. Stephen McGarry. Was on the bench. Oh, bastard. Um, try to remember who's already been said and then who else would... Oh, is that too early for him? No. Tom Brown. No. No. So, I've got, Jamie, I've got you. Is that one life left? No. Two, because McGarry was on the bench. Yeah, I think. Yeah, no. I got no, one. I said Brian Robinson, yeah. so I'm, I'm, I'm on one. We're both on one each, so sudden death. <laughs> oh, shit. Doesn't get tenser than this. Doesn't get tenser than this, but I know absolutely no one. There are players, there's at least a those, couple of players, players left here, Sam, that I think you, you should be able to name no bother. You might you know, know this one, wouldn't you? I'll probably know as soon as we be done, but... <sighs> There's one player here that if you were to mention it would be a real steal. You would really be stealing one if you were to get it. Outright uh, theft. And uh, fucking is it Paslack? <laughs> yeah, it's Paslack, correct. It's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, fucking fair because I was one. That was ten. <laughs> I make no apologies for that. Oh, you said Barry Levetti already because every time I think Jens pays like I think of the story that was told to me about him and, <laughs> him and Barry Levetti going to a speedboat. But or, that's all I'll say. Um, there's a there's a player on here who was on our coaching staff uh-huh. fairly, fairly recently, or physio staff maybe or something. Karen Stark. No. <laughs> <laughs> Last season of the year before? Oh, I generally can't, I think. Um, right. There's one Hall of Famer not been mentioned yet. So I, I keep going to go say Ricky Gillespie, then he joined till halfway through the season, so it's not him. Um, don't make those eyebrows at me, I'm not saying it. That's <laughs> what you done when I said Gary Mason. Um... <laughs> Oh fucking hell, man! This is I, all I can think of is for, like championship manager, and all I have in my head is Christopher Ray. So I'm saying Christopher Ray. Incorrect. Ah, I don't think so. That was the following season. Mm. That was all one or two, I'm sure. Ah, this fucking better be recent. This next one, uh, a deserved victory there, Sam. You really, yeah. You dug deep there and. You know, without any help, you really saw that over there. <laughs> over the line. 
<laughs> the summer lineup that day was Ludo and goals, Scott McKenzie, Ian Ross, Tommy Turner, Barry McLaughlin, Scott yeah. Walker was the one that he was on the the coaching know, staff briefly last year the year before. Scott Walker at the end of that I should have got that at the end of that season um, at the Motherwell game when it was confirmed that we were getting relegated. I caught his training top when he threw it into the crowd. How have I not remembered that? Good lad. Hugh Murray, Ricky Gillis. So he did play? I thought he signed in January. Could not have made it clearer through the medium of Zoom when you said Ricky Gillis that he played. <laughs> uh, I thought he was still at Aberdeen at the start of the season and then we signed him later on. Did I make that up? <laughs> I, th- I thought he'd come back because we got promoted. I mean, I might be wrong. Um, oh, he was on loan. Jens- he, came on, he came on loan and then we signed him permanently. Ah, oh, bastard. <laughs> That's what I got mixed up in my head. Jens Pazlak was the tea leaf pre-mentioned. Paul McKnight oh, and Mark Yardley. Paul McKnight, he's uh, black, he's white, he's absolutely shite, Paul McKnight. <laughs> oh. The two subs that weren't mentioned were Colin Drew. Who, Do you know what I was about? To say, I was going to say Colin Drew as well because I always remembered and I think championship manager that year, he was actually quite good. <laughs> he worked at the at the campus down at Thornley Park. He also in there and played with my brother Neberth. and Moss... Um, uh, not Moss Park... Mossville, uh, the Mossville football team. Nice guy. Jams. <laughs> Good lad. And uh, Jamie McGowan on the bench as well. He's the other, the other safety net, not mentioned. So two each. Mm-hmm. Sudden death. We're going to a decider. It's the 21st of July, 2012. Oh, thank fuck, man. <laughs> I'm going to sit on this and I'm just going to lose the whole thing. <laughs> sit on one, one nil at Capo. And uh, Jamie, I think it's back to you to start. 2000, 2012. Um, Craig Sampson. Correct. Darren McGregor. Correct. Uh, oh, I totally forgot that guy's name. I'm pretty sure we put where he was contender for the misery eleven. Uh, I'll go with Gareth Wardlaw. No. No, I think I was later on. He was away. No, he was away at that point. Oh, was he? he was at Lennon's first season. All right, so the other player I was thinking of would have been wrong anyway. So that's... <laughs> uh, Gowser, Paul McGowan. Correct. Graham Carey. <laughs> For fuck's sake. It's all crumbling away. Uh, cheesy. Correct. Oh, I don't know if he's been away by now. I'm, I'm Um, Nigel Hasselbank. Incorrect. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> so that's, that's a clean sleep, lost all life. Is Bastard. It was, I, th- I thought that would be a fairly level one to finish out on there. But. See, that, that was when I was down south and I wasn't regularly going to games because I was. Uh, so the memory of that's very hazy for me. I was a West Ham season yeah. ticket holder that season, so. Oh, a bit of a part-time fan over there, are we? That's where I was a bit, of, a bit of a PTF. Yeah. <laughs> One goal that game, Paul McGowan, 81 minutes. Um, full team, Craig Sampson, David Vinzatten, Darren McGregor, Lee Mayer, Cheesy, John Robertson was the one that I thought would, mm. would probably throw people. Um, Goody, Gowser, Dougie Emery, good guy, good guy. Stevie Thompson and Lewis Guy. With uh, some superstars on the bench, David Barron, Gary Teal, Thomas Riley, Sam Parkin, Sean Kelly, and Grant Adam as a trialist. 
Mm-hmm. What a team. Hard to believe that team, you know, toiled it out in the bottom six, isn't it? <laughs> Hard to believe. But, uh, I can't believe it. I should have just said best at three and maybe we should have waited the last ones, but glorious well, yeah. Spirit in the game. He shot for the stars, Jimmy, and I'll, I'll always respect that. <laughs> I'll always respect that. Anyway, uh, th- thank you. F- was it Hearts of Lost? <laughs> is that what it is? Hearts Lost to Brora Rangers. So. Uh, so I saw someone on Twitter when they were 1 0 up saying that um, there was a bookies doing Brora at like 66 to 1. Yes, please. Robbie Nielsen out. <laughs> Long haired fraud. Oh, that would have been our chance. It would have been good to get Hearts in the cup once we beat Hamilton. But oh well. Um, It'd be even better to get Brora Rangers in the cup, to be honest. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, th- thanks for listening. Um, remember that Mark Yardley T-shirt is still available up until the thirty-first of March. Uh, limited edition after thirty-first of March, it will disappear, and your chance to get it will be gone. So get on that quick. That is misery-hunters.tml.com, and the link is in the podcast bio. It's on our Twitter. We'll send out another tweet about it as well. Um, thank you for listening, and as always, fuck Alex Ray. Fuck Michael Stewart, and he's Monopoly. Games. Good call. Fuck Andre Cadella. Fuck Slavia Prague. And fuck any of you racist morons that are out there defending either of them. Shower of cunts. And fuck Alan Stubbs. Correct. One bald cunt. (laughs) Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.